More Mike and Bob back at you from our new studio here. You like that? We've got seats. We've got audiences, everything here. Yeah, that, this YouTube money is really coming in handy. Golly, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. I already quit my job. Did you really? Well, I mean, I submitted my resignation. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, I guess. I just, I have another one. So, I mean, it doesn't really count. I'm not, like, taking a sabbatical. You know, Bob, with all this new money we're getting due to our celebrity status, we're going to start buying and selling between each other. Well, you know, last episode you offered me a mower. What is it? What is it today? Uh, well, you obviously didn't want my mower, <laughs> which is fine. But today I'm trying to sell you the, the Frankensmoker is what we yeah. call it. So the Frankensmoker is a Walmart stand-up smoker, just the, the rectangular smoker without the side box. But I had a separate charcoal smoker, a little round one, that I, I cut a hole in the side of the Walmart smoker, invented and welded the little charcoal smoker to the side, and that way I have a little little charcoal smoker that also can be a wood box, and it smokes into the Walmart smoker. And it works. It works fantastic. It's it's a goofy-looking <laughs> smoker. And Bob, was Bob, you were eyeballing it last time. I was, head. and I, you know, I went over there and looked at it earlier, and uh, I did notice it had a... Very peculiar scent uh, emanating from the inside. Yes. Um, so last time I used that smoker, uh, wife was out of town and I was smoking duck on it. This was second week in January, about six weeks ago. And to my surprise, when Bob opened the smoker, there was still there was a, a full mallard duck still in the smoker. Yeah. Yeah, that I... Because I, I was cooking duck, I thought I would, I'd cook them on the charcoal part and then put them in the smoker part. But I remember I ate one straight off the charcoal part and forgot the extra duck in the other smoker part. So that was fairly disgusting. <laughs> and what's what's interesting about a duck that's been in a turned off smoker for six weeks outside it, it had like a soft, like yeah. almost mushy and it was kinda, feel to yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of greasy. Yeah, and like the meat had separated, and there weren't any bugs there, but it had a it had a stench. Yeah, I think that's just uh, uh, I don't even know because I mean you got to think inside of that smoker is probably fairly sanitary, right? It used to be. I mean, because you what you burn it out every time you use it, it gets yeah. burned out and and sanitized and sterilized. So it probably is just all those oils and everything just sitting, and may, maybe a little bit of. Like residual bacteria, maybe. So if you cook some ribs on that thing and you're done and it has a little gamey flavor, you're going to know where it came from. Oh, well, I'll make sure and think <laughs> of you every time that happens. I can definitely use it. We'll just throw it in the back of your truck. Great. It'll probably, it'll probably stay there for a little while. <laughs> oh, it's a good smoker. You'll like it. And it kind of fits the decor of your house. Kind of manly, rusty type look. Yeah. Nothing that's... Homemade. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the decor of my house for sure. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit thrown together that I made or you made. Yeah, or that I dropped off there. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'll take it. Hundred bucks. I think I got a hundred bucks in my pocket. Sold. This Do feels wait. good. This is the first sale I've got off you in a quite a while. Time. In yeah. quite a while. Last one was the boat. I declined the mower. Put light for you. Maybe I could probably find something else you need. What are you after? A tiller. I do need a tiller because I kind of I want to plant a garden. We'll do, Bob. Yeah, you know, maybe it can be running. Maybe it's not running. Doesn't matter. If it's not running, I'm sure you could fix it. 
I'm pretty handy around a small engine repair. And I've, I've been looking on Craigslist for a tiller. The other thing is, do I really want to plant a garden? Do I really want to put that much work into it to like grow vegetables? Am I really that big of a doomsday prepper to where I would grow a garden and then like vacuum seal vegetables and freeze them? Well, the thing with the garden, it's all upfront work. Once you get it set up, I mean, it just grows. I mean, that's the theory, right? Yeah. It's all about the dirt you put down. I'm more, I'm more about, I'm more just the kind of like interested in doing it as kind of a, like a meditation type deal, you know, kind of being by myself and focusing on one thing as opposed to what I normally do when I try to focus on something, I just get distracted and I just want to have something that I can, I can focus on and there's some kind of reward at the end for my focus. I like it. I'll do a garden too. Uh, one piece of advice about gardens. So I've always had good gardens until last year. What happened last year is my neighbors got those uh, mini horses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, can I have some of your mini horse shit for my garden? It'll be great, you know? So I dug the holes for the, the plants. Yeah. And I filled them full of mini horse shit, thinking it would just make my plants go crazy. And it did the opposite. I had a very poor performing garden. Uh, didn't get much out of it. So don't don't fill your holes full of horse horse poo. I would, work I would never, I would never dream of that. What went wrong there? Is it just too acidic? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Um, normally, don't use horse poo. Like if you're going to use horse poo as a fertilizer, it's got to kind of like compost. Yeah, it's got to dry out, and then um, like the bacteria, natural bacteria, have to break it down, and then you compost it, and that's what people usually use as as fertilizer when they're using like manure. It's composted manure. So. Hmm. You have to let it sit and like marinate for a couple months before you use it. Yeah, I did not do that. Yeah, we we learned that lesson a long time ago because what we we used to do, we do something similar. We would plant like fruit trees out at the ranch, and we would dig the hole, and we would fill the hole full of horse poo, and then put the tree in there, and it they never grew. But there would be like random fruit trees pop up just from like where seeds got buried by like squirrels. Mm-hmm. And but those those trees would grow. Huh. Um, I do think you should do some apple trees. They would do great where you're at. We got pear trees out there. Apple trees we've never been able to get going, but you know we got a few pear trees out there and a few apricots and peach trees. Well, I'm talking about your house because you oh, got that yard. You got the key is, is sunlight. You got the sunlight. Yeah, it looks like some good soil there. Apple trees, huh? Apple trees mixed in with some cherry trees, and then some peaches. Maybe yeah, two lines of each. We got some peach. We got a peach tree out there. Um, no way. We got a couple of peach trees out there. You can hook up a drip irrigation system. That sounds like a lot of work. It's not. Dude, I've done it. It's easy. I, I do it every year. I would just rather put out just like a sprinkler. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you know. So Bob, I noticed you're you're a little more uh, a little more calm. Like maybe even a little taller. You know, this well, time. I don't know what's I, going on with you? I know what you're alluding to, sir. <laughs> and you, ah, oh, you took my segue. Oh, oh, I stole it. You stole, stole the it. hook. Anyway, <laughs> well, you let it. You let it dangle out I there. I did. I know. I have a bad habit of letting things dangle. But yeah, um, <clears throat> so I, I wanted to talk to you today specifically, not only about this amazing drink that you gave me, 
that is uh, very calming. It's a nice, warm, hot beverage that is has a very nice calming effect to it. I do appreciate it. Do you it. like the sidekick to it? Um, the salty Cajun sidekick? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's okay. But yeah, it's, it's rather tasty. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like drinking Chinese soup. But um, no, man. So uh, I started yoga a couple weeks ago. And it's kind of funny because I've probably spent the last 15, 20 years talking shit about pe- about men who do yoga. I'm like, oh, look at these homos doing yoga. Now you've talked some shit to me about yeah, it. I know I have. And I take mm-hmm. it all back. I you take, take it, all, it all back? I take all of it back. Oh, my gosh. You never take anything back. No. And uh, a couple weeks ago, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've always stretched and stuff, but I've never really stretched to the point where... It, I think it was beneficial. And I was like starting to have like back pain again. And I was just sitting there. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've been saying it for probably like a couple months. I should start doing yoga. I should start doing yoga. I think I talked to you about it mm. when we were in Oregon. I was like, I should probably start doing yoga. Uh, mostly just because, you know, we're getting older and your joints, when you get older, those of you that are listening that are youngins, um, your joints don't handle stress loads the way they used to. And a big part about it, a big part of that is that your tendons and your muscles that are around your joints, they build up scar tissue. And really the best way to get rid of scar tissue is to stretch it out. And um, so like my shoulders were starting to give me problems. My back starting to bother me again. And my knees are starting to bother me again. So I was like, I was telling Bridget, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start doing yoga. And she's got this yoga program that she uses in the back. It's like DVDs. And it's just a bunch of hot, sweaty women on there. And I was just like, if I watch this, I'm not going to do any yoga. Yeah, I just watch guys do yoga. I can't do them. Yeah, no, that's gay. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thanks, she, Bob. No problem. I'm not taking that pack. She told me about this app. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug the app. They're not paying us. But I'm going to. Uh, the app is Down Dog. And, um, and the selling point that she gave to me was that it's free for teachers. So like there's a membership cool. is like $60 a year. But it's free for teachers. They did that during like the like the pandemic during COVID that to keep like teachers, you know, sanity or whatever. Do you so, have like a teacher card or something? Make well, sure it's just like a teacher email. So like whatever blank 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 Dr. Bob uh, at whatever whatever isd.org. Is your teacher email Dr. Bob? No. Okay, but um, that'd be pretty. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> but uh, so I put that in. Yeah, it's free, and so I just I use this app, and dude, it's awesome. Like you can choose what kind of music you want, the accent or voice that you want, uh, the person that you want to watch that's putting you through the different moves. You can choose what kind of person you want to do that with, and like how fast you want to go. What if you want to like uh, focus on any particular body part it allows you to do that and it and the best part about it is like it's free for me at least for another six months it's free so there's really no point of me not at least trying it so like after the first workout you know I went and ran and then I was like okay I don't know what I'm doing so I'm going to start off with like a 20 minute yoga workout or a yoga session I really enjoyed it I really liked it I was like I feel freaking amazing right now like just I felt like my head was clear afterwards. And so like now 
just, you know, two weeks later, I'm like, I'm going to do a 45 minute session. Wow. And it's just like, I love it. And it sucks. There are parts of it that suck. You know, there's some poses that suck and you can hear me and I'm just like, Oh God. Oh, like, cause there's some things I'm just not that flexible yet, but the other, some of it, man, I just, I love it. And then at the very end when they're just like, you know, whatever the hell it's called, Savasana or something, just lay there. And I'm like, okay, this is the best part. Just breathe. And I go through like the breathing exercises, you know, in for six seconds, hold it for six seconds, breathe out for six seconds, and then repeat. And, you know, it's just really relaxing. And when I did not, like I haven't done a session in probably a couple of days, and I, I feel kind of uptight. So when I get home tonight, I'm going to do probably like an hour session. Well, Bob, that's that's fantastic to hear. I've been doing yoga, as you know, for a couple of years now, and I do it pretty much every morning, and it it's been a life changer to me. And as you do it more, you'll notice that there's some yoga that's actually like working out. That you hold poses, and it's almost like lifting weights. Oh, yeah, like extremely dude, hard. I'm I'm sweating, like and like I'm I'm breathing heavily, you know. And the big thing is, you know, trying to control your breathing as you're going through these poses that you're holding this pose that is basically you holding half of your body weight in a certain position and like your muscles flex the whole time like and you got to hold it for 30 seconds you're like holy crap this is not easy this is difficult but like and you know there's a little timer on my app that tells me how long I hold have to hold the pose for and I'm like always peeking at it and looking like you know Jesus Christ how much longer do I have to hold this pose now, when I do it, I, I do a yoga, what's it, yoga boost. It's like Body by Yoga. It's a mm-hmm. guy that does it. Meredith got me onto it. And uh, I, I've tried watching the hot women do yoga, and I just can't do it. It's just too distracting. So my question to you, when you pick a yoga instructor, is it like a virtual person or a real it's, person? It's a real person. <clears throat> it's okay. a real person that is just going through the poses it's just basically like showing you how to do the poses like don't get me wrong she's hot but she's i mean does she have like an english or australian accent no she's not talking to me so there's like a narrator and the narrator is giving directions and like as i'm watching the video like the person on the video is following the directions and i'm following the moves of the person on the video hmm and she's good. I mean, she's good looking. I'm she's a good looking lady. But here's the thing: <clears throat> like when I'm going through these sessions, like I'm not even focused on on her. I'm just focusing on like doing the poses correctly. That's awesome. Man. Which is completely unlike me. Usually, I would just like sit there and watch this chick do yoga. But like, no, I'm actually really focused on making sure that I've got my body in the correct position and that I'm following what I'm supposed to be following. Because like once I get in that mo- mood, that that mode of that that this is what I'm doing, then like there's no there's no distraction beyond that. Is it <clears throat> taking some like like the chatter out of your head when you're doing yoga? Yeah, like I completely am oblivious to everything around me. Like whenever like it starts to come back, and um, you know my mind starts to wander, and I I purposely and specifically like tell myself nope. Nope. Go back to focusing on breathing. Go back to focusing on on the position. Uh, it really helps with clearing my mind on stuff. Because like my my biggest problem, 
my biggest enemy is is my brain because I'm constantly thinking and analyzing stuff. Something happens in school, and you know, I just think about it constantly. Like, oh, which, yeah, which by the way, like, I don't know if I told you the story that last week when I stepped in between a student and a police officer, like this this police officer is trying to um, de-escalate a situation to the right. Okay, he's focused on the right. And there is a kid on his left with his phone in this ki- this officer's face. And this kid's like basically being belligerent to this cop. You know, it's like, you ain't got to treat her like that, man. You don't have to. And this cop's like, dude, go away. I'm trying to like calm this person down. And this cop's like visibly, literally trying to do his job to the best of his ability. Anybody else would have lost his shit pretty quick. But this cop's keeping his cool and he's just trying to calm this other person down while this kid is on his left, basically like screaming at him and yelling at him. Well, anyhow, so I place my body in between the cop and the kid. And I'm like, you need to leave. Like this guy's trying to do his job and you are interfering with him doing his job. You need to leave. And this kid loses his shit on me. I mean, starts screaming at me saying he's going to whoop my ass and all this shit. It was like the most calming and Zen moment when I looked at him in his face and I go, do it. <laughs> what? It, wow. And he just lo- he lost it even more. Like I'd never seen somebody just go crazy like that. Because like he's in my face, threatening me. I'm like, do it. And all I could like the only thing running through my head right at that moment was like, if this kid hits me, I just pretty much probably saved all of his teachers the headache of having to mess with him for the rest of the year. So I was like, I'm willing to take the sacrifice for all those people. And um, so anyhow. Whatever. He loses his shit. Everything gets broken up. Everybody goes back to class. Whatever. I didn't think anything of it. I thought nothing of it. I just turned around and went back to my room. I was going to go back to my job. And then one of the um, people that were there, one of the assistant principals was like, hey, I'm going to make sure that kid is, is reported for what he said to you. Because like, he threatened me. He, he, he verbally threatened me. And so anyhow, <clears throat> if you verbally threaten a teacher, you can't do that. Like, that's a ticket. You're going to get a ticket for that. You're going to get suspended. Well, this kid said that I assaulted him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that mother, you know, he, that teacher assaulted me. He pushed me. The principal was there the whole time. <clears throat> and there's cameras everywhere. So everything's on camera. So anyhow, I get told that this kid's accusing me of assault and his parents are going to file a lawsuit and all this shit. And I'm like, they are aware that there is a camera, right? That was right where we were anyhow it doesn't matter so the greatest yoga session ever was that day when i went home and bridges like hey what's uh what's for dinner i'm like you're taking care of dinner i'm gonna go for a run and then i'm gonna do an hour yoga session and when i got done with that yoga session i never felt better about anything like normally i would just be so angry but i felt whatever man it doesn't matter everything's cool that's awesome to hear, Bob. Yeah. I think it's a major change in your life. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. I mean, I've been telling myself for a year or so now that I should probably start doing yoga. I felt something similar with yoga. And then when I went on to start doing meditation, I do meditation every day pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to a point, it takes a while. But then when your mind clears out and all of a sudden you're just like, in that moment, you know, and just your brain gets heavy, everything loosens up, everything clears up. 
and it changes your whole rest of your day. Yeah, and you're just focusing on breathing. <clears throat> One of the things I notice is like when I at the very end when I'm just focusing on breathing, it doesn't matter how fast my heart was pumping during the yoga session, like how you know if it's an intense session or not. Once I reach that end point and I start going through like going through those breathing exercises, dude, my heart rate just drops. Like it drops to like, you know, 55, 60 beats per minute. And then like if I just keep doing the, the breathing, it'll drop even lower. It's crazy. That's awesome. It's crazy. And like I know I'm not you're not supposed to like focus on your heartbeat or whatever, but like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I can feel my heart beating. Like constantly like right now, like I can feel it beating. But it's just neat to know that you can manipulate your heart rate and everything just like by relaxing and breathing and not having uh, dipshit kids get to you. Well, don't think that you're the only, like, your mind running is is unique to you. I think everybody's No, I, I know. I know. It's a different level. And it's, a, it's one of the biggest challenges is trying to conquer that. Yeah, and the big thing, the, the biggest thing that I had was when I quit drinking, because, like, when I would drink, that's all would happen is things would just play over and over in my head. And like uh, they say, like when you're drinking, you don't really actually like make any mental uh, advances. Like you don't get over anything. You know, if you're upset about something, going and drinking is the worst thing to do because you actually don't make any progress mentally when you're drinking. Mm-hmm. So like when I quit drinking is when I actually I think I started making progress mentally. Which is and it's a hard transition, but I've noticed you're uh, definitely chilling out. <coughs> It's a good thing. I don't know, but this... Uh, You're getting to the bottom, huh? This No, I'm not. I'm only about a quarter of the way through <laughs> this cup. This is a lot, man. Yeah, so I made Bob a bone broth with a, a lot of Cajun seasoning. It's got a kick to it. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It, t- it tastes like I'm drinking Chinese soup, but... So this is a bone broth protein shake? Is that what this is? Bone broth is natural protein, so th- there's not extra protein added. But it's, the bone broth's got 10 to 20 grams of protein in it. It's the inside of the bones. I mean, it's, it's what protein is, right? Mm. No. <laughs> I don't think. I, no. <laughs> so going back to yoga, you know, yoga's benefited me a lot doing the jiu-jitsu thing. Because I roll with a lot of guys yeah. who don't stretch at all. And when you're sitting there pushing on them and whatnot, and their legs, I mean, it sounds weird but their legs spread like a foot or foot and a half where i can pull a leg back and have it all the way go to my shoulder pretty much what oh yeah when i'm on my back i mean i can do some stuff and being able to be that flexible and spread out you know it uh it makes a big difference i just like i feel good i feel better when like when i get a lot of those deep stretches especially man when i get those hamstring stretches Mm -hmm. and those hip stretches oh baby and also, okay, so I'm going to show you something. Uh-oh. This is something I have not been able to do since I had back surgery. And I had back surgery in 2002. So almost 20 years, I have not been able to do this. And you can narrate what's happening, okay? But you can tell everybody what's happening. Bob's slowly standing up. <laughs> Action shot. Oh boy, we're laying on the ground. My large dog is licking oh, him in the face, oh no. which is great. So She's I, great on the podcast. So I had back surgery on my L4, L5, right? Uh-huh. I had back surgery on the L4, L5. And 
since then, I haven't been able to do this because there would be so much pressure on my on my vertebra that I would have it put pressure on the nerve. So I would I couldn't. So do Bob's a doing a sit up. I couldn't do a sit up. A laying unassisted sit up. I have not been able to do one in almost twenty years. So does that hurt right now? No. That's awesome. But like, I haven't been able to do one in almost twenty years because of the back surgery. But in the last couple of weeks, just doing yoga stretches. Now I can do unassisted sit-ups. I don't need anybody to hold my feet. Nothing. Is your back? It's because your back's loose a lot, right? <clears throat> yeah. And oh, the, so like the first session, the first session I did, you know, you roll back, you put your knees in your chest and you pull your knees in your chest. My back cracked, like the whole thing cracked. And then the next few sessions after that, my whole back would crack. Like in a good way? Yes. And it, oh my God, it just felt like, so, ugh, this, this broth is getting to me. It felt like all this pressure was released from my, my vertebra. But like before, I couldn't do like if I was like laying on my back and I wanted to get up, I'd have to like roll over onto my side and then move over because mm-hmm. I just for some reason like doing an unassisted sit up like made those discs rub together and it would hurt really bad. But just a couple of weeks of doing that yoga, those yoga moves, man. I can I can do unassisted sit-ups now. You know what I love about yoga when you're sitting there stretching or, or holding a pose and then stuff starts cracking and you're not trying to make it crack. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Or like you do something in your neck and your neck goes. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. And like just all a whole bunch of pressure is being released mm-hmm. and everything just feels better. I think that's what's supposed to happen. You know, Bob, this might sound a little gay, but what I would like to do <laughs> is <laughs> is like yoga on the beach, you know? Uh-huh. Like a yoga instructor, we get out there and like some yoga pants. Do you have yoga pants yet? No. Do you have yoga pants? Absolutely. Yeah. You wear yoga pants. I do. I mean, I, I wear them for jujitsu when we don't do geese, to, so I don't get a knee burn. But I'll wear them to the chiropractor and do a little yoga in them too. Hmm. I mean, I put shorts over them. I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, I just wear shorts, which is fine when you're solo. But when you got people around you, you know, you want to cover up a little more than just the shorts. Well, I mean, I wear underwear. But my underwear is like microfiber. It's on, They're almost like compression shorts. Yeah, okay. They're not They're not real compression shorts, but like they're kind of like a spandex Lycra blend. Not quite Under Armour, but almost there. An hour-long yoga session. I've only done maybe 35, 40 minutes. An hour's that's pretty healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna routine. go do. I'm gonna do an hour later. You know what? I've also always been tempted to go into one of these hot yoga places. Ooh, that sounds awful. They crank it up to like 95 degrees. <laughs> that sounds just, terrible. And like everybody, I hear when you go in there, like just, you bring your own mat, and there's just everybody's just got like pools of sweat under. Oh, uh, that sounds disgusting. Just dirty. That sounds. Uh, I don't see. Here's my other thing: is I don't know how much I could focus. Like, if there's other people around me, like especially like right now. Like, maybe give me a little while. Let me get like more comfortable with some of the poses, and then um, then maybe I'll try yoga in front of other people. I think I would have problems, not necessarily with looking at other people, but being self conscious about my own yoga moves. Why? Uh, I'm not a professional yogist. Who cares? Well, I mean, I'm sitting here saying, who cares? But I'm also sitting here. I just got done saying, yeah, I don't know how comfortable I would be around other people. Let me get more comfortable with my with my poses. Uh, well, Bob, it's exciting. 
Yoga? You know what's next on you? Meditation is what you told me. Meditation, but then maybe a little jujitsu. If you really want to clear ooh, the mind. Ooh. You talk about clearing the head when you're sitting there wrestling, somebody's trying to kill you. You See, don't think much. I just I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if I if I see the benefit in jujitsu that you might. You have to the thing with jujitsu, you gotta be you gotta be okay with other people against you, other dudes. I just like it's a it's a dirty intenseness. Like I used to fight a lot. I don't know if I would be okay with it. I understand, but we'll, we'll slowly ease you into each thing. We'll do a whole like course with you. I need to find a place where I can do jujitsu. Like there's that place in where I live that's kind of sketchy. You know the best place if you could do it. Is in Mineral Wells, that place in downtown Mineral Wells. There's a jiu-jitsu place in Mineral Wells. Uh, absolutely. I met all the guys at a tournament, and they're really cool. It's what? actually run by like a real Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. There's not many people that go there. But uh, it's mis- I just, where, how are all these things popping up in these little bitty towns? Like, Mineral Wells is not very big. Like, who thinks to themselves, yeah, you know, I'm going to open up a Brazilian jiu-jitsu place in Mineral Wells. And the dudes are legit. They're pretty good. Really? The guy kicked my ass. We'll get there eventually. I just got to quit being a bitch and go do stuff. And that's really the, the, the gist of it. The hardest part is just the first step. Yeah, it's just going. Yeah. Same thing with yoga. Like, I avoided yoga for 15 years. You might make excuses not to do something. Yeah, I know. And I'm the worst at it. So, <clears throat> like, it's just got to be, you know, it's got to be convenient for me to go do it. Like, if it's inconvenient for me to go to jujitsu, then I'm not going to go to jujitsu. And right now, it's inconvenient because I'm going to have to like drive and go somewhere as opposed to down the street from where I live. Maybe during the summer, you know, during the summer, it'd be easier because that place where I live, they do jujitsu training from like 11 to noon. But I don't, also don't know how legit it is. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd have to go check it out. It takes a lot of trust. You want to go somewhere that's legit. Uh, maybe when my coach opens up his new place, we could take you over there for a session. See how you like it. Yeah. But I don't know if you'd want to go against me. Mike, I just know your mentality uh, with anything versus me in a, that has to do with physical anything, like arm wrestling, tackling drills. Uh, you, I know you're going to get like aggressive and just choke me out the first chance you get. Yeah, one of the guys I was going against said I'm like, I'm not very good at it, but he said I'm, I'm like wrestling a mountain lion in the bathtub. I'm trying to imagine that. Like you're, it seems you're, really slippery. Just everything moving at once. And you're probably going to make a lot of funny noises. Yeah, I make a lot of funny noises. <laughs> like if, if I'm getting choked, I add an extra choke noise into it. Like, <laughs> even though it's not necessary. Really? Did you do that just to mess with people's heads? No, I just it's, it's just a subliminal thing. Oh. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it eventually. At some point. One day I'll, I'll just give in and be like, all right. I'm going to go do Brazilian jiu-jitsu now, and then I'll obsess over it for a little while, and then it'll die off. Kind of like what I always do. You know, I obsess over things, and I get obsessive, and then then it dies off. Then I find a new obsession. Well, I disagree. Lately, you've been sticking with things. You're cooking thing. You're lawnmower thing. We're doing this podcast thing. Yeah, that's true. But it's convenient. That's the thing. The podcast thing is convenient. And it also really helps that you are you're you're dedicated to it 
I think it's great. Because remember, you know, last time, uh, the last podcast I was on, you know, was not the greatest dedication. Like, there was a big issue with just getting guys to get together and make the podcast. Even though that podcast was it was growing. It was it was in that exp- it hit that exponential growth phase. It was getting popular, and then we stopped. Like, had we kept going, like we would probably be a fairly decent podcast right now. I believe it, but you know, I think the problem with that podcast, you had too many get, you had too many hosts on there. Well, I mean, there was three of us, and that's one too many. <laughs> well, yeah, that turned out to be that way. But um, it was, I mean, it was fun. We had a blast. And the thing is, like, we just, you know, we didn't have a central location. If we had a central location, I think it would have been better because it wasn't convenient for everybody else. It was convenient for me because we recorded at my house. But it wasn't re- convenient for them because they had to drive up to my house. One, You know, they were both, like, at least 40 miles away. But here's the other thing is, like, you and I, we live an hour and a half, two hours away from each other, but we still figure out a way to, to get it done. Yeah. Well, I don't have any kids. I don't have a whole lot going on. Well, neither do they. Oh, yeah, that's not and the other thing is like, we all work together. So like we would talk, we would eat lunch, eat lunch together every single day. And we would plan that week's podcast during lunch. So like there was a lot of planning that went in. And we would, you know, basically it was just like us bullshitting during lunch, and we'd be like, "Dude, we should do a podcast about that." Okay, let's let's plan it out. You know, my favorite one of those podcasts. Well, there was a few of them, but that one when you had the girl on there about time zones. Oh, dude, she was um, fantastic. She was a doctor or something. She was doing her PhD in geophysics. Yes, and uh, yeah, time zones and daylight savings time. Kimber, oh, that was fantastic. She had a great voice. Oh yeah, she and you know what? Like she was the like probably like one of the nice, and she was a rugby player. You never know it from her voice, but she was about six foot four, and six foot four. Okay, six three. So taller than me. She's a pretty big girl. Six Ooh, foot. F- she's at least six two. At least six two, and uh, I mean, but just really athletic. You know, really. A really good-looking lady, just tall and uh, just lean, athletic, huge boobs, but everything else was just lean and athletic. Well, when you're that tall, you almost need huge boobs. I mean, she had gigantic boobs. Really? Yes. Like, I, w- I think I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to bring it up on that podcast episode. Like, how big are your boobs? Because they are gigantic. Like, we're talking Fs. Like as big as my, my basketball? Yeah. Thing? Oh, my gosh. She had to wear like three sports bras when she played rugby. That I mean, that's fun for us, but that'd be brutal to have to carry those dudes around. Yeah, she had a pretty strong strong back. (laughs) 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 But she had a she finished her PhD at the height of COVID, and uh, I'm not sure what she's doing now. I think she's working um, uh, for for an oil company. But so before she started her PhD, so she made a ton of money before she started her phd she worked in a gold mine so she was the geologist for a gold mining company no kidding yeah and like she made just a killing and that's how she financed her phd and i think now she went from that to uh to working in oil and gas 
I think gold's the future. I started uh, selling most of my stocks, investing in gold companies. Really? It seems to be working out. Yep. Yeah, I bought a bunch of stock in like uh, cannabis. Yeah, you probably bought that a little too late. Um. Yeah. Well, I bought it like two years ago. Okay. And I've I've lost quite a bit of money in it, <clears throat> like to the point where I can't sell it. I just have to sit there and, and wait, and wait for it to go back up. But it just keeps going down, keeps going down, keeps going down. You know, Bob, I got a lot of uh, financial degrees and MBA and all that stuff, and I learned all about the stock market. I tried for fifteen years investing in stocks, and I never beat the market. Yeah, never. So eventually, I just gave up. I'll let somebody else manage my money. You know, it's uh, it's like I said earlier. I was like, the only investment I've ever made money on was whenever I invest in myself. Like anytime I make a an investment, I'm like, okay, I give someone money. I'm like, all right, man, go make me some money. I always lose. But whenever I spend money on myself, and I'm the one doing it, and I'm the only thing I have to, the only person I got to depend on is me, then I'll, I'll it'll make money. Well, Bob, speaking of gold, I got a uh, random text from our friend Terry, who was the army stripper. Oh, oh, yeah. well, yeah, I know who Terry is. He says, hey, brother, I know it's a long shot, but do you have any scrap graphite on hand? <laughs> what? What is scrap graphite? I don't know. I don't even know ask, what graphite is. Ask Terry. I thought, isn't graphite like sheets of carbon? I don't know. I just know it's used to lube up locks. Scrap graphite? What the? F- that's kind of like a ra- that's a random text message that you get. I get random stuff from Terry. Um, before that, he sent me all sorts of messages about running an engine on twenty gallons of water to clean it instead of ethanol. Running an engine on water to remove carbon buildup on tap water. Please inform me as to how an internal combustion engine is supposed to run on water. I don't know. I lost interest and I didn't actually uh, read it. I love how he starts his text message with, hey, brother. (laughs) And that's how he would actually say it if he was face to face with you. Be like, hey, brother, uh, you got any scrap graphite? (laughs) Well, while while I'm reading Terry uh, text messages here, he sent me. Why North Korea is the hardest country to escape. Only eight ways to get out. Lots of good information on North Korea. He <laughs> says, I'm going, another text message. I think I'm going to turn my copper into copper two chloride crystals because they sell for a hundred bucks a pound and turning my aluminum cans into aluminum chloride. It sells for 60 bucks a pound. If you come across any electronics, let me know. So turning copper into copper two chloride crystals. Okay. That sounds dangerous. Sounds like a lot of fumes. Turning copper into copper to chloride. And aluminum cans into aluminum chloride. 60 bucks a pound. How do you turn metal into chloride? Uh, it's... Uh, what did I used to do? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a single... It's called a single replacement reaction. It's basic chemistry. <clears throat> You're supposed to learn it in, in, in chemistry class in high school. So you take a solution that has a similar metal in it, but a lower electronegativity. So you could take like um, something like silver chloride. No, that's exactly what it is. Take silver chloride, uh, which is a solution, 
and basically you would immerse pieces of copper in that silver chloride and what will happen is the silver will precipitate out of the solution and the copper will take place of the silver so what you'll end up with is like silver chloride i believe is a clear liquid and what you'll end up with is a blue liquid that's copper chloride and then precipitated out of that would be the silver but to buy silver chloride well we used to use silver nitrate but I don't even I, I don't know if silver if silver chloride is available. I always use silver nitrate, but um, like the cost of the materials to do the reaction, I can't imagine would be all that profitable. I don't know. Terry would have to bucks t- a pound. T- well, he, that's what that's the, that's a what you would make on the product. You still have to buy the reactants or find the reactants from somewhere, and you still would have to boil it. I assume bring it to heat. No, no, no. Uh, I I know the silver nitrate and the silver nitrate with the copper reaction that could take place at room temperature. Like if you turned up the heat a little bit, yeah, it would go a little bit faster. But like, what's you know what's an hour versus right. thirty minutes? And Terry, if you're listening to this, I do appreciate your text. We're just we're just makes us think here a little bit. They're very different. Um, but graphite, however, is a crystalline form of carbon. So what would graphite be in? We're, uh, they make like, like graphite is used in pencils and lubricants. It is a good conductor uh, of heat and electricity. High conductivity makes it useful in electronic products such as electrodes, batteries, and solar panels. Mm, mm, okay. Used solar panels. What could he be doing with scrap graphite? This is interesting. We're going to get a text message as soon as this episode comes out and he listens to it. He's <laughs> like, well, let me tell you what I'm going to do with this scrap graphite. He's going to make like some kind of freaking like Hopefully off, it's not off explosive. The, I think everything he does is dangerous. He, he has some experience. This is true. Yeah. He, um, What's funny was when he was on the podcast, he was talking about when he's doing these chemical reactions in his garage, and he's basically like in his underwear because he doesn't want to carry this the fumes into his house on his clothes. That's that's, that's some pretty bad fumes, then. Yeah, Terry in his underwear <laughs> mixing metals with, with fumes with a gas mask on. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the sight. Uh, more power to him. He's hey, doing something. Yeah, hey, he's doing something and he enjoys it and he's learning. Yeah, and to listen to the guy talk, I'm like, damn, this guy's smart. This guy take a you take a graduate course in organic chemistry and he's looking at me, he's like, "You tell me, brother, you're the chemistry teacher." I'm like, "I don't have any idea what you're talking <laughs> he was about." was smoking you on a few topics. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Like, I'm a I taught high school chemistry. So I know the bare basics as far as chemistry is concerned. When I say bare basics, I know the high school level of chemistry. I took chemistry in college. You know, I took general chemistry, organic chemistry, analytical chemistry, where you use calculus to solve chemical equations, which sucks, by the way, made a C. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't know anything about the actual practical applications of chemical of chemistry. If you guys can hear that in the background, that's my very large dog eating a stick. Yeah, um, these these microphones are really sensitive. Yeah. They work quite well. I mean, they're they're the best. They're the sure SM58s, man. This is what you see on uh, on TV. So, Bob, what I'd like to do coming up on one of these podcasts fairly soon, 
I like to get Marine Mike back over here and we do our uh, cooking gadget cook-off where we try cooking on different gadgets mm-hmm. and see how it works. Cooking gadget cook-off. So like what kind of gadgets? So like I got a new wave oven. You've got your pressure cooker. Um, you know, I've got the the electric smoker. Well, we can try all sorts of stuff or just talk about them. There's yeah. a lot of cooking gadgets out there. There are. I mean, we could we could do a bunch of different things. Like we could all cook the same thing, but in different gadgets. So like we could new way. So everybody gets like chicken thighs, right? And we season them all the same. That's a great idea. And then, but and then we just cook them all using these different gadgets. Well, we could have the wife cook them, and then we just taste test them. That way, we don't know what what they're cooked in. Well, I think it's going to be pretty obvious, especially like. A chicken thigh cooked in a electric in an air fryer is going to look a lot different than one that's cooked in a pressure cooker. Do you have an air fryer? No. Okay, we'll have to get an air fryer. Don't, don't you have one? I don't think so. We might. That's what the new wave oven is, right? You're uh, air frying stuff. It's a triple threat. It's more than air frying. So it hits it with the air, but also it's got the heat element on top, and then it's got the convection, which is the air. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I guess that'd be an air fryer. <laughs> So we could do that. We could do an oven. We could do the new wave. Uh, we can do regular gas grill and then do the Traeger. Okay. Chicken thighs are pretty pretty equal. It's And it's kind of hard to screw it up. Like, if you screw up a chicken thigh, you got problems. You know, my bet is the new wave's going to come out on top. I'm 100% sure it's going to come out on top. Because I've had chicken thighs out of that new wave oven, mm-hmm. and they were amazing. I've got, like... Ten of them thought out right now. Chicken thighs? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could stay for dinner, but I can't. I understand. I got to go home. I don't have lights on my trailer, so I can't drive it at night. Yeah, we got to throw that uh, <coughs> that greasy smoker in the back. You know, maybe I'll wait till next time to get it. <laughs> She's ready for you right now, Bob. It's got to go. It needs to go. We're going to throw it in there. Oh, geez. Okay. We're clearing the patio if you didn't notice. I did notice. Yeah, we're getting rid of a lot of stuff. Well, you know, it's time to time to downsize, maybe move into a tiny house. You know, get you one of those tool sheds, put it on like a quarter acre, live in a tiny house. No, I think we're just wiping the pallet clean so we can upsize, get more stuff. Mm. But you can't have other stuff if you get more stuff. Right. You get too much stuff. Yeah, because then that would make you a hoarder. Yeah, it already looks like a hoarder down here. Yeah. Like lawnmowers everywhere. Yeah, so you got to, I get it. You got to clear out all the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Fire sale. And then... Then you buy new stuff. Hoard new stuff. Right, but nicer new stuff than your old stuff. I understand completely. I need to do that at my house. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff that's just been sitting there for like years. And I just need to get rid of it. So I did a scrap run a couple weeks ago. Filled the trailer up. Mm-hmm. I got 200 bucks. Dude, scrap is sky high right now. Really? Just for one 16-foot trailer full. How many pounds is that? Um... I had quite a few. I had 2,000 or so. Yeah, at least probably about 2,000 scrap. <clears throat> hmm. Well, she told makes... me, man. I had like, I got some scrap metal. You well, a lot it. of it was yours that you threw in here. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Already, already, junk you threw in my already, yard? already brought you around scrap metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tripped me out was all the gunshots into the thick steel that you gave me. Yeah, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. Yeah. What's funny is that somebody went through the trouble to cut that thing up and weld it together just so they could shoot it full of holes. Yeah, it was like 
quarter inch or three eighths inch thick steel plate. Yeah, that somebody was shooting a gun through. Yeah, was yeah held together with steel tube, you know, with uh, square tubing. And it they looks just, like a horrible idea. Why would you just, ever do that? I don't know. I have no idea. Wouldn't ricochet some of them? It was a big gun going through that dude. Yeah, must have been like a three hundred eight or something. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like they went through the trouble to weld all that together, and I don't know why. Well, it's all melted down now. Good. I'd be curious how the, where all that scrap goes if it stays here. I think it does stay here because I don't think they have iron ores or whatever where they make the iron. I don't think they're mining it in the U.S., but they use scrap and melt it down, make fresh iron. Maybe that's why the cost of steel has gone up. Maybe. Did you know, a side note for our viewers, Dirty Jobs is back on the new uh, season. I have, and I've been watching it. Is it not fantastic? It, look, man, I, I don't know if you have missed Micro as much as I have, but like that guy, man, he's like my hero. Like, he's in his late 50s at least. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But like, when we when I was younger, dude, like, I always sit there and say, like, dude, I want this guy's job. Like, that that's the greatest job ever. Like, the guy was a weatherman. And then he was selling stuff on the Home Shopping Network, and then he lands dirty jobs. And he they had no idea what they were doing, no clue what they were doing. And he just like took it, Mike Rowe, you know, episode number one, Sharkarosa Ranch in 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 Pilot Point, you know, and like that first episode, dude, I was hooked. Like it was perfect. Like that whole show, like that an entire generation of Americans either grew up with dirty jobs. Or, you know, watch Dirty Jobs through their 20s. and yeah, it was my just college like, life. Yeah. Like, Dirty Jobs and Deadliest Catch, man. Like, oh, two yeah. things with Mike Rowe on it. Dude, that new one, when he's in there making those tugboats, that was unreal. When he's in the hole of those boats and just sweating and crawling around. Yeah, and he's, they're like, hey, we got to remove these. Uh, Burns the piss out of himself. <laughs> we got to remove these <laughs> fasteners that someone welded on here but didn't take off. It's like the crappiest job that... Out of tugboating, and they make him do it. It was I thought it was fantastic. Well, and that's part of that was part of the allure of like the original Dirty Jobs is like all the crappy jobs that nobody wants to do. They're gonna make Mike Rowe's gonna do it. You know, so we're all watching Mike Rowe do all these jobs that nobody wants to do, and he's just having a grand old time doing it. You know, he's like, oh yeah, this seems like a great idea. You know, a turkey inseminator. It's a dirty job. You know, <laughs> he's. Injecting like semen into female turkeys and he gets pooped on constantly, <laughs> you know. And we're just like, this guy, he's on TV. This is he's one of us. He's you know? fantastic. the The galvanizing pipe one, I thought that was fascinating. Too. I, I haven't seen that one. Yet. Oh man, they're galvanizing like uh, steel poles. Yeah, for outside, like you look at a pole, everything's galvanized, and they show how they actually galvanize them, and it's an amazing amount of work and grinding, really and chemicals and just nastiness. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, probably not the greatest thing for the environment, but oh well. Yeah, like no, um, I think the last one I watched was when he went to the winery, and they were uh, crushing up grapes, etc. I've not seen that one. Yeah, he's just chugging wine. But like, really, I think what sets Mike Rowe apart is just like his voice. You know, the commanding voice that Mike Rowe has. My wife is very attracted to his voice. He's got a sexy voice, man. I bet he does. It just it it commands respect. Can you imagine if we had him on here? I would. It'd be over. 
Like we'd fanboy out. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're wrong. Uh I I would definitely be starstruck. If I ever met Mike Rowe, like I would be starstruck. He'd be he's probably a pretty laid back guy. Oh, I bet he is. I bet he is. Um Maybe I'll send him I'll send him this podcast and see if we can get a little little action going. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You never know. I maybe you should do something other than send him a copy or a link to our podcast. Maybe you should like write him a letter and be like, "Hey, uh, we're a fellow podcasters because he has a podcast that he does, and um, we love to have you on." I mean, I doubt he would respond, but you know, I sent something like that to Mediator trying to get Mike. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Steve Ranella on here. I sent him a very nice, witty email. To the meat eater crew, and I've got nothing. Well, not I mean, a response, not an acknowledgement. They probably get thousands of emails every day, right? But I sent him a link to our podcast where we talked about him, mm-hmm. and we argued how wrong he was about the the deer. Remember the deer, the COVID deer? Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, funny you should mention that because upon further investigation, turns out he was correct. That deer can get COVID, right? Yeah, so they're actually finding that multiple species have been able to be infected with COVID, including white-tailed deer. Well, yeah. I can't... There you go. I admit it that I was incorrect. I thought... it. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Like, how the hell is a disease that was supposed to be from a bat that infects humans now going to jump to... going to jump to uh, white-tailed deer? Well, it turns out that there are multiple multiple species that can be infected by by coronavirus and specifically speaking as i'm petting your dog dogs Dog? really as well oh these you know these guys got it they're probably got immunity oh yeah we've I given mean, it to them so many times yeah and the other thing is one of the things uh that i've heard and read is that you know just because they're testing positive for it doesn't mean they're actually like you know becoming sick they're just becoming a reservoir for for the virus as long as I don't get rabies. You know, I had a scare the other day. Um, so I was going down the road, Liberty School, and there's a big old dead raccoon. Mm-hmm. So I got a shovel, and I, I scooped the raccoon, and I flung it in the woods. And a little bit got on my face, you know, raccoon juice. Jesus Christ. And I was like, man, what if I just got rabies? Only you would stop and try to shovel up a raccoon off the side of the road. Well, that's because it was in my walk path, you know. I'm trying to be a nice neighbor. Oh, this is where you go walking? Yeah. And I also the, And it was too much just to walk around the raccoon? Well, it kind of smelled. Oh, okay. So, so you probably walked past it like one or two days in a row, and you're like, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah. I so you're Okay, so you're actually being like a good Samaritan trying yeah, to help pick out. Pick up trash. Yeah. Okay. Pick up raccoons. Install it. I also installed... A, remember that big birdhouse I had over here covered yeah. in uh, license plates? Yeah, I installed that. So... <laughs> I did a covert operation at night because mm-hmm. of the community water supply where we pumps our water. They've got a little parking lot, a little office right there, and they had this old birdhouse. So I went over there and I knocked off the old birdhouse and I bolted <laughs> this new one on. And this thing is like 10 times bigger than the old birdhouse and it's mm-hmm. so obnoxious. And on the outside of it, it says it has a California license plate facing out. So I don't think they're going to appreciate it too much, but we'll see. Especially when they look up all the license plate numbers and, and <laughs> it's see all it's, all, it's all registered <laughs> right? to you. Yeah. You're going to end up, there's going to be like someone come to your door knocking one day and be like, sir, um, do you know anything about these uh, this, 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 this birdhouse? And it looks so 
obnoxious and huge and it doesn't fit, but you know, maybe the birds like it. Look, I'm sure whoever owns that place looked up one day and was like, oh, that's neat. Somebody put a new birdhouse. I don't think they would be upset. No. Like, if you're upset about someone replacing a crappy birdhouse, like, you need you need to find better things to worry about. Well, it's still there. So, hopefully some birds move in. That, that tin doesn't make it too hot, you know, for birds. Do you drive by and, like, look and make sure every day that it's still there? Yeah, I walk by every day. It's my walk path. <laughs> Well, the license plates are white, so it should reflect heat and not absorb heat. I hope so. I cleaned it out and reinforced and did all sorts of stuff to it. It'll be around as long as I'm around. I mean, it's got a tin roof. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully, don't somebody. Maybe call we me should make now. birdhouses and sell birdhouses. Or maybe we should make birdhouses and put them up in random places to make people smile. You know what? I like this idea. Like where people don't think birdhouses should be. I like this. What we need to do is we need to come up with like an assembly line type of deal where like we're cutting all the materials ahead of time where then all we got to do is just like nail them together. I'll, I'll, I'll have all the wood you can ever handle. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A whole deck full. <laughs> well, Mike, I appreciate your support in my yoga and I appreciate your willingness to give me advice as far as like meditation and jujitsu is concerned. Hey, I'm here for you. I mean, I appreciate this bone broth protein shake you made me. You what is this stuff? It's bone broth. Like I feel really full right now. Well, it's the inside of the, it's the bone marrow. So when you make bone broth, you boil out the insides, which is the bone marrow, which is all the gooey stuff. It's not mm-hmm. the actual outside of the bone. And then they, they dry it out and make it into powder. It's not just like pulverized bone? No, 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 no. Bone broth isn't the actual. It's the bone marrow. Mm. So all the whatever bone marrow is made out of. I see. Okay. So you can actually buy just chopped up bones, like from grass-fed cows or whatever organic stuff, and boil them up. And make your own bone broth? Yes. I got the idea when I was cleaning up my brother's freezer. Back in the day, mm-hmm. and he had bags of bones. I was like, "What in the world is this?" And he was ordering bags of bones, like twenty pounds of bones from some organic cow grower. So I, I hauled some back here and boiled them up, and I mean, that was pretty good. Now, have you noticed any good after effects of drinking this bone broth? Because I, I look, look, Mike. I, I like to follow other people's leads when their leads lead to good things. Okay. Now I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, you know, I could stand to lose a little bit here. Okay. And you're in good shape. You look like you're enjoying basically like what you're doing as far as like dietary supplementation and those sort of things are concerned. So I'm interested, you know, I followed your lead on the yoga, finally gave in, you know, I'm going to look into the meditation and Brazilian jiu-jitsu deal. So what have we noticed that is a positive after effect of this bone broth? Well, one of my biggest challenges health-wise is staying hydrated. I get dehydrated real quick, especially if I'm drinking coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. But when you drink bone broth, it actually hydrates you instead of dehydrates you like coffee. So it's just a better hydration plan for me now now i drink a lot of coffee like i probably drink on average 10 to 15 cups of coffee every day 10 to 15 cups yes 
Okay. So, like... <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. That's like two full pots, right? Well, that's one pot. One pot, 16 cups. Okay, gotcha. I'm guessing. So, uh, what is it? Two cups in a pint? Yes. Two cups in a pint. Four, two pints in a quart? Yeah, two pints in a quart. Four so quarts two in a gallon. Time, so, how many cups is in a gallon? Uh, I can't do I can't do math. How many cups are in it? So I probably drink a half a gallon of coffee every day. My gosh, man. That is a lot of coffee. And, but, okay, yeah. So, okay, one, hold on. What are we doing here? 16 U.S. cups is one gallon. So I probably drink a gallon of coffee every day. Okay, I've got a couple suggestions for you. Stop drinking so much coffee. Yeah, because that's dehydrating you. It's giving you headaches. Do you get headaches during no. the day? No, I don't get headaches at all. Huh. Um, but, so. here, but here's the thing. So, like, <clears throat> I drink that coffee between probably uh, between the hours of like eight and eleven. So between eight and eleven, I I take down a gallon of gallon of coffee. <laughs> but then I don't I don't drink any coffee or any caffeine after that. Where where do you drink all this coffee? You got your own. Yeah, I, I got my room? own coffee maker in my room. Do any of the kids drink any of your coffee? No, shit, no, hell no. Wow. No, they're not allowed to drink my coffee. So we've kind of turned into coffee snobs. That we've gotten into Black Rifle coffee. Mm-hmm. So we've started doing instead of a coffee pot, we do the well. You've seen it, the beaker looking thing with a, a little filter, like oh, a cone filter. Yeah, and you just pour hot water through it. Yeah. Yeah, and we we grind the coffee up, and we get the monthly supply from a Black Rifle, just as the beans. And boy, you talk about some coffee, getting that taste. And yeah. it kind of it slows you down a little bit because it takes a little longer to make, and it's got more of a, a robust flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is a lot of coffee. I mean, you're so used to it, maybe it doesn't bother you. But if I drink <clears throat> a bunch of coffee, I get headaches and fidgety, and it just dehydrates me. Yeah, but see, uh, but I also drink probably well over a gallon of water every day. So like I drink that gallon of coffee and then after that, you know, from 11 o'clock on, you know, I got, I got a big tumbler, you know, and I drink probably two of these full of coffee, maybe three. Okay. And then after 11 o'clock, it's a lot of coffee. Yeah. It's a big tumbler. Told you, man, I drink, I drink (laughs) shit out of coffee. But then after that, I probably drink like five or six of those full of water every day. Afterwards. So do you feel like you rely on coffee to go poo like a certain time every day? First tumbler down to the bathroom? It's usually the second tumbler. But pretty consistent, huh? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if I don't drink coffee, like I don't feel like it makes a difference. Like I'll still go poo. Hmm. Like, and here's the thing is like, it doesn't like, I don't need coffee. Like if I don't drink coffee, I don't get headaches. I don't get withdrawal. Like yesterday, I didn't drink any coffee. Still went poo normal time. Got up, you know. I felt like crap because I had like three beers the night before. So I was hungover because I hadn't drank in two years. And I was like, oh, let's see what a couple beers will feel like. Yeah, that was a bad idea. But um, like I just, everything was fine. Like nothing nothing was wrong. Nothing bad happened. Um, And if I don't drink coffee, like I don't, I'm not grumpy or anything. I'm just like, meh. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's just like a hot beverage. It's nice and calming in this world of madness. 
I, I would say try stopping. I mean, you stopped drinking coffee for a long time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is I didn't I didn't even drink coffee until I did my PhD. I, didn't, I never drank coffee. Well, if I know you, Bob, if you're going to do something, you're going to do a lot of it. I know. I go harder. I go home, man. <laughs> I mean, if you're not drinking beer, you're drinking water and you're drinking by the gallon. Yeah. I have a consumption issue. You like you like things going down your throat. I mean, whatever. Hey, man, you know it's um it's it's my cross to carry. So you're probably gonna get hooked on bone broth. You'll be chugging bone broth all day long. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if I just have something hot, I think it would do the exact same thing. Like if I just drank hot chocolate in the mornings, I probably wouldn't notice any appreciable difference. I would say try the bone broth, but without, you know, I put tons of salt in there because I wanted you to have a little kick. But if you just drank it straight and just kind of a little something warm, yeah, I'm, try I'm to switch it up a little I'm bit. I'm having you know, small, borderline heart palpitations right now from the amount of salt you put in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of salt in there. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I, it's going after the spice. You're here. like, oh, I'm trying to get you healthy, Bob. Let me pour a pound <laughs> of salt in this shit. Oh, my God. Don't get me wrong. It tastes delicious. It is delicious. And... I'm really like, yeah, no, I'm, I feel full right now. Yeah, you can you can drink bone broth and not even eat. You know? hmm. Maybe you replace your dinner with bone broth and you get skinny quick. I need to do something. Uh, Bridget would not be happy about that because, I mean, I cook dinner. I'm the one who cooks. She wouldn't be happy uh, if I were to skip dinner because she relies on me for sustenance. She relies on me for that nutritional content. Is that so, the one thing she relies on you for? That's the only thing she relies on me for. That's all I'm good for, really. Huh. Like, like I, I say it all the time. I was like, she can't leave me. She'd starve to death. She seems like she runs hot. She needs a lot of food. Um, yes. For her size. Not a lot of food. She just ne- she needs to eat. Because she's constantly running, constantly going, constantly mm-hmm. moving all over the place. And when she doesn't stop to eat, get out of her way. Like it's bad news bears. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way we've had her and I've had multiple instances where we've been at each other's throats. And then one of us will stop and be like, have you eaten yet? And we're like, the other one's like, no, let's go eat before we continue this discussion. And then we'll go eat. And then we'll be like, what were we arguing about? Like, I don't know. It wasn't important. Cause we just, we just haven't eaten anything. Yeah. I, yeah, try different things. It's always just yeah. a lot of different things out there besides, you know, coffee. and Maybe I could do the bone broth for like lunch. Yeah, I do. And I then drink just, bone broth all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. You got to be careful when you're getting it, though. There's different ones. Some, like the stuff I've got, it doesn't have salt added, but some of them do have pretty heavy salt. Like I don't, I, I need to stop with the salt. Like I was telling you earlier, like I need to change my diet up. Uh, cause <clears throat> I'm, I'm not going to say that I eat unhealthy, but I don't eat healthy. You know, I eat a lot of meat and not a lot of vegetables. And, you know, when you make meat, you obviously you're going to season it and there's going to be a lot of salt in the seasoning. Um, I convinced myself that the amount of water I'm drinking kind of counteracts that. But I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel I like that's so. a, a bad, bad philosophy to have. Well, you know, Maris always on a on a diet, and she's on these factor meals lately. You ever heard of that? No. It's like a uh, they make them out of Fort Worth, but they're microwavable meals, but they're real healthy. 
And they're mainly meat and a vegetable. I eat those, man. They're freaking delicious. Biggest thing is just cut, you know, cut extra salt out. Just cut out the extra stuff and just eat the basics. Yeah. You know? I, I know. It, I know what I need to do. It's once again, is it going to be convenient for me? It's like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Is it going to be convenient for me to do this? Like, or is it something I'm going to have to go out of my way to do? That's the issue. Like, I, I need to start small and then work my way up. Like, first, I, I've got to focus on like cutting out excess sugar. I think that's that's, that's the I big have a thing. With that too. Dude, I just I love a good bunt cake with some coffee. It's delicious. Oh, yeah, bunt cake's good. Like bunt cakes or just like you know, really any kind of cake. I've started buying massive amounts of uh, dark chocolate at CVS, and I tell myself that's healthy. Yeah. But when I eat like three of the chocolate bars, I think eventually you get enough yeah. sugar. No, I tried to tell myself that exact same thing. <laughs> Remember we in Oregon, my sister had those keto chocolate bars. Yes. And we ate, we ate the shit out of them, and I bought uh, bought like 20 pounds of them when I came back. And yeah. They I make went, you go poo quick after three of them. Yeah. And well, here's the thing. is like It doesn't matter if they're keto or not. If you eat like, you know. A half a pound of them, it doesn't really matter. Right. Those were fun, though. No, yeah. I mean, and at first, you know, at first bite, they're kind of dry because it's like keto, chocolate, sugar-free, whatever. Uh But then the more you eat, the better they taste. You know, I got you on those, too. Remember that? Because you were all clogged up. I was like, Bob, eat three of these. You'd be all right. Yeah, but I still didn't. It still didn't unclog me. Something happened. Well, it's called I went running up and down the mountain. Remember, like the last like four or five days we were there, I was like, I'm going to go run. Like, I think that's my issue. And I went and ran, you know, two miles up, two miles down. And then, like, by I think by the second day, I finally jarred something loose. Did it it happen all at once? No. (laughs) Like, I'm like so weird. Like, I don't understand, like, why my body does that. Like, and it's always when I travel. Like, when I travel, like, it's like my body just shuts down. It's like, okay, we, we're not pooping. I'm like, what? Well, it's because you're eating out. And when you eat out, you're eating a lot more salt, a lot more preservatives. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this time around, we just buy a bunch of buy a bunch of food and we cook it all. You should just buy a bunch of fish. When we're on the coast the first day, just load up on fish. But I'm not a big fish guy. You're That's not. the thing. Like, if it's like halibut, yeah. But I'm just not a big, I'm not a big seafood person. We'll figure something out. Whatever. I'll eat, you know, I'll eat whatever. I just, uh, did we go to like a, a fish market last time we were there? Yeah. Or was that Alaska? No, we went to a fish market in Oregon. I think so. What did we buy? I don't remember. <laughs> it's all fuzzy. Oh, well. All right, Bob. I said we put a bow on this one. I like it. I like it. I got to head home it. here in a little bit. So I don't get pulled over for no lights on my trailer. All right. I'll talk to Marie Mike about setting up the next one. Yeah, sounds good. All It'll right, Make man. it interesting. Well, Mike, once again, thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate the pep talks and all the advice and the bone broth. Well, I'm just, nobody ever listens to me. So this is exciting to me, Bob. I listen to everything you say. I'm going to go thank home you. and I'm going to go do an hour worth of yoga because I listen to you. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's a positive effect you have on my life. I give you one of these, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm blushing. It's too much. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, man. We'll see you next time.